past what pick, Corey, would you trade out? Like, if you were sitting in the first round and you had pick X, what do you think that's the borderline of, like, I want to make a pick versus trade out of this draft entirely? Eight. Eight. Okay. I was thinking, like, around six, seven. Yeah, I'm with Daniel. I'm with Daniel. I think it's six or seven. I I think it's actually earlier than that, really. I think you could go to one and trade out. Like if well, you get, no. I think it's six. For me, it's six. Looking at the board, now that we're done, I think for me, it's six. Maybe and, three. Like three, you're like, okay, uh, I don't know what to do. Well, you look at our, out of, but you look at our, out of here. our three, four, and five, and it's really whatever player you like best, right? Exactly. So, so you don't know what to do. So you say, hey, I'll give you 103. You give me next year's first and your next year's second. Let's, let's be done with it. What I'm gathering from these uh, mock drafts is what's the difference between the one, two and the one, seven. Very, very, very little, very little. Yeah. That's what I'm gathering. You're listening to huddle up a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up a Football Podcast. I'm Tony. Joined by Corey and Daniel, as always. Welcome back, guys. Uh, the NFL draft, the NFL draft is behind us. And so we don't have to talk about our top 10 wide receivers or our top 10 running backs or our top 10 quarterbacks or our top 10 tight ends. I'm going to be honest, guys. I hate those episodes. I'm just going to be honest with you. I absolutely hate those episodes. Why? We know, Tony. I feel like you hate the future of the NFL. It's okay. These, first of all, these guys that we're talking about today are not the future of the NFL. Let's get that right out of the way. Okay. What are you talking about? Okay. We'll debate as we go on, but these guys here, this group, not the future of the NFL. Okay. The future is already here. The future is now. These guys are the fodder that will fill in for the other guys to, you know, look better. And then there'll be some new guys next year. That's going to supplant them. And these guys are, are fine. Okay. But that's not the point. The point is, I feel like it's a lot of lists. I really struggle with lists. All jokes aside, obviously there are going to be some great players out of this class. I don't mean to like, poo-poo every one of them. Obviously, there are going to be a few studs here. Um, but I, I really do struggle with, with lists. I, sometimes I just feel like we lose some of the back and forth with it. But I will say we've done a great job. I feel like I've listened back to all the episodes. They have been fun. So I'm not taking anything away from it. I'm just really excited to put an end cap on the draft season. And I think this will do it appropriately. I think we should do a dynasty mock, a startup, a rookie, sorry, not a startup, a, a dynasty rookie draft. I think that is valuable because we have done so much rookie coverage. Um, and it was Daniel's idea. And I fully support this, Daniel. Thank you. So let's get into <laughs> it. We've got, we're going to do top 24 picks here. I feel like, I, I really do think that we can all agree that once you get into the third and fourth round, even the late second round, it becomes kind of a dart throw, right? Um, and they all are dart throws. How many of these first round picks miss? Probably about half of them are, are not viable. But... Once you get into the third round, things really fall off quickly. So let's do top 24 picks. Uh, we'll rotate uh, Tony, Corey, Daniel for one, two, and three. And we've got a sleeper board. Corey, can you show the? Oh, you've got the board up. Hell yeah. Let's go. Fuck yeah, I got the board up. Bro. There you go. Boys. So it shows our faces above those spots, guys. But that doesn't mean if you're watching on Twitch at DJ Silk, 
those um those spots don't mean anything. Those are where we're actually drafting in our listener league, but that's not how we're doing this draft. We're just rotating one, two, three. There will be no auto picks. Uh, anything you guys want to cover before we start? I'm ready. Let's roll. Were there any surprises out of the draft? We haven't met since the draft. Do you want to um, do you want to talk about that? I thought it was interesting how all the quarterbacks fell so far. I feel like, I mean, we had our shot bet on Kenny Pickett. I think looking back, they probably kind of wish they'd maybe waited till the second. I don't know what their second round pick situation was, but, and I don't know, there could have been another team that was high on Kenny Pickett. So who knows, but hell with the way things were looking, they could have got him way later. You're probably right. That was the but, only, only, when's the last time there was a stat? We probably don't know it off the top of our head, but that was the only quarterback taken in the first round of this draft. Un. Believable. It was wild. Yeah, they threw out some years. I want to say 95 or maybe like a 2015 or something weird. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I feel like it was at least 20 years. It's crazy. What they were talking about. It's crazy. Yeah, it's super odd. And it's, I don't think there's another one till round three, right? Nothing in the second. Correct. So it just kind of goes to show how stinky these guys were. All right. Extra stinky. I told you Malik Willis was a turd. Hey, he was. I don't know. He got drafted in a pretty good spot. We'll see. So we're going to start at the 101. And <laughs> Daniel, I know you get so much more excited. And I'm not, this is not a dig. This is honest. You get, I like so, this is a dig. It's not a dig. Let's see. You get more excited about the rookies than the rest of us. I mean, that's just the reality here. <clears throat> I'm sitting here at the 101, and I actually have this pick in a couple of leagues, in one league, in the listener league. And I've really thought hard about trading out of the 101. So, first of all, before I make the pick, what do you think here? I'm in an absolute rebuild team. This, this team that I'm going to take the 101 in deserves the 101, and they're probably going to get it next year whether or not I take the pick. I mean, it's just a really bad squad. So my question to you is, in this draft class, all jokes aside, there's one or two guys here at the top that are sure bets. And really just not even – I really don't think there's a surefire bet. There's no Saquon. There's no Nick – even Nick, Nick Chubb wasn't even a sure bet. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, uh, uh, I'm trying to think – there were in the last few years, there have been a few guys where you know at 101 you're going to get a stud. I don't look at this class. I can't guarantee it. I'm going to go on the route. Right, before we do it, I'm going to say I'm going to take Brees Hall with the 101. But knowing that, um, what, do you, what are your thoughts on trading out of the 101 if you're an absolute rebuild? I mean, I guess it's team dependent. But here, here's the thing in a rebuild, Brees Hall is still the pick because. If he does what he is supposed to look at Javante Williams last year. Okay. Absolute stud of a running back. Everybody knew coming in and he still is not the starter, but he is fetching more than where he was drafted last year just because of the flashes that he gave and the changes the team made. I mean, you know, they drafted so much around Zach Wilson as far as offensive weapons this year what if the Jets are actually sort of like flashy in some games and show like a ton of potential? You will be able to flip Brees Hall next year for more than the 101. I mean, I'm, I'm multiple firsts he'll go for next year because valuable running backs are so valuable. Like he's going to be, if he gets the work we think he will, because this guy is projected to be a workhorse running back, he is going to be knocking on the door to be an RB1, which is the top 12. And what rebuild team wouldn't want a 21-year-old RB1? Sure. 
Yeah, I, I'm a little skeptical. So, the The opportunity is there. The talent is there. That Jets team is not very good. They had a great draft. I'm a little bit skeptical that this one's going to work. And I made a knock before about how there's no superstars in this draft. Seriously, it's not. I, I don't. I don't mean to be so nonchalant about that, right? You might be right there, but the closest one is Brees Hall. And so that's the closest player to a superstar in this draft is Brees Hall. My only concern. So it sounds like you would say take Brees Hall. What I'm trying to say is I'm just a little bit unsure. I'm a little bit unsure, but the talent is there. Running backs are, are valuable. You don't have the one Oh one very often. So I'll take Brees Hall and I'll shut up. Corey, you're on the clock. I think, I think we have to tell the people uh, what kind of draft this is. uh, Scoring wise. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think that makes a difference too going forward. So are we going to do just a single quarterback, full PPR yeah, league yeah. like our yeah. like our listener yeah. league? Yeah, let's okay. do it like our listener so, yeah. league. Yeah. Not super flex, not tight end premium, just a regular one quarterback, full PPR league. Yeah. Yes. Twelve team, twelve team dynasty. Yep. Okay. Okay. So All right. Brees Hall, I'm, I'm I'll a, shut up. I got the, yeah, Corey, yeah, yeah. I got the number two pick here. I'm doing backflips because Kenneth Walker's a better uh, running back than Brees Hall. Um, I like him being on the Seahawks. I mean, your competitions, Rashad Penny and Chris Carson, neither of them can seem to stay on the field. Um, and I can think, I make a quick comment about that? I think Chris Carson may have played his last down in the NFL. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I think there's a reason they drafted Kenneth Walker and um, he has had his spine issues and his neck and they are worried about it. They were very clear about that. He missed half the year last year and I, they are still uneasy about it. They don't know what to say about it, even Pete Carroll. And I think there is a possibility that uh, Chris Carson may just retire from the NFL. Yeah. I see that coming. No, No joke. Corey and I made a trade a couple of days before the draft, a week before the draft, I think. And it wasn't a high stakes trade. He caught some shit because at the time, um, the one person in the league still viewed Chris Carson as a high end RB two. But Corey and I had a quiet conversation um, about how there's a real chance that Chris Carson is a a ghost. Um, I think he's done. Yeah, and 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 I may have ended up losing that trade. Good for you, Corey. Daniel, you're on the clock. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, sorry, I interrupted Corey. Go ahead. We know the Seattle Seahawks are a run first team, so I I just like the situation better. I think he's a better overall athlete than uh, Brees Hall. I see him more as like a Saquon or a Jonathan Taylor, kind of, you know, one of the guys with the big old thighs. Um, I think at the two spot, you know, we were talking about superstars. If you're, if you're looking for the safest pick you might go wide receiver here but i think ultimately in fantasy football you're trying to find a banger running back and that's why you got to go hall or walker at the one and two but if you were really trying to play conservative and get a guy that was going to be productive you could look at wilson london or Olave here as well um i think for the sake of what you're really trying to do we go running back and take kenneth walker and I personally like this pick better than the Brees Hall pick. So at one at the one Oh two, I'm doing backflips for uh, Kenneth Walker, the third. Yeah, and this is, this is kind of where it starts. Cause I, Corey, I agree with you. Um, I, I love Kenneth Walker and I, you know, I wouldn't be doing backflips because I, I like Brees Hall a little better, but I think if it were up to me and I had, you know, the top three picks in a row, my first two would be Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker and then just pick my favorite wide receiver. 
the problem is, is this is where it kind of gets, it kind of depends on a preference because there are three, in my opinion, four really good wide receivers in this particular spot. And this is where it gets kind of ugly um, as far as like preference, but ah. I'll say when I, I mocked before the show by myself, my next run, not to spoil anything, but I've got six wide receivers in a row that I selected. Uh, so yeah. yeah. And, and I, and I agree. That's exactly yeah. how it should go. Yeah. And I agree exactly. with, with what you're saying. It starts to fall off quick. Pick your favorite guy. Yeah. So if I were, this is sort of team dependent because Jamison Williams is there. And as far as talent wise, the, the spot isn't, as great, but like if I were a team that isn't competing quite yet for a championship, it would be Jamison Williams. But I think I've got to go with. I'm going to get scrutiny for this one, but I'm going to do it. I'm just going to stick to my gut. I need in this position, I need a good young wide receiver that will produce year one. And this is the guy I think that will have the most opportunity to produce. And I'm going to take Traylon Burks. With that's, the wow. that's exactly who I mocked in that spot, Traylon Burks. I, wow. I swear, you yep. know, you take AJ Brown out of the equation, and you have one target. Yeah, Traylon Burks. Uh, like, look at Drake London. You have Kyle Pitts on the same team, yep. even though they have hardly any other wide receivers. Garrett Wilson. You drafted Elijah Moore last year, and you have a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Okay. And then Jamison Williams. Detroit. You know, Jared Goff. He is very capable, but Jamison Williams is not going to be ready. Um, even though they say he is, he tore his ACL in the championship game. Like he is not going to be ready to start the season. He's going to take a little bit of time. So as far as like from day one, opportunity wise, it's Traylon Burks for me. If I'm, if I'm drafting a rookie wide receiver here that I need to produce day one, it's Traylon Burks. I completely agree. Traylon Burks was one of the bigger wide receivers, by the way, of this group we're about to talk about. He's one of the bigger guys. He's a better contested catch guy. He plays with Ryan Tannehill. Here's, here's one of the things I looked at. And I don't, I don't try to focus too much on situation immediately. But now, you know, we talked pre-draft about how I kind of don't really know what's going on. I, don't, I kind of feel my way through this thing in the dark. Well, now these guys are on NFL teams. Now I've got a lot more information in front of me. I would rather have a wide receiver, a young wide receiver, with very, very little competition for targets and an offense that has many, many, many vacated targets. I mean, where's Julio Jones, right? So we're, not, we're just talking about A.J. Brown right now. Couch. But there's an, a massive amount of vacated targets in Tennessee, and Ryan Tannehill still behind center. For me, clearly the best wide receiver in the draft right now for, for fantasy um, purposes. Go ahead, Corey. Not talent-wise. I, I don't agree talent-wise. I understand. I understand. But when you put but it all together. opportunity. Yes. You know, talent and opportunity. And he has the most opportunity and enough talent to where both of those can combine for a better combination than the rest of these guys right now. Corey, do you have, have yeah, we've got an active chatter tonight. Um, and this chatter does make a good point. Um, Traylon Burks has a, a wide receiver throwing to him. What? Ryan Tannehill? Yeah. I guess I don't get the joke. I don't get the joke. He's, he was a wide receiver in college, boys. I understand. Okay. Those that. days are long gone. So was yeah. Julian Edelman, or not Julian Edelman. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the opposite. Julian Edelman was a quarterback in college, but yeah, so was Antoine Randall L. And yeah, there was some other guy that I immediately had in my head, but those days are long gone. Corey, uh, do, right. you, do you have anything to add to Tannehill no. as a wide receiver? Uh, 
I, I've got nothing. Okay, you're on the All clock, right. sir. 104. Am I the one for it? It's you, Tony. Oh shit, it's me. Okay, I'm gonna go back to my draft board. Uh, it's somebody we just talked about. It's Drake. It's uh, it's Drake London. Yeah, no, no reason to be bashful about it. We already mentioned a lot of the things. I don't want to go on about this too far. Massive opportunity. We don't know what's going on with Calvin Ridley here. Jamison Williams is a guy that I'll, I'm gonna go ahead and spoil spoil my pick. I had I dropped him all the way down to the 108 on the rookie draft that I did by myself. Um, Williams, you did? Yes, I did. And it's because wow, it, it came down to, I just stared at, although his talent is great, the opportunity is so um, diminished. I mean, there, Corey had said last year several times that the, the Detroit Lions were the best worst team in football history. And I still believe that to be true. I think they're gritty. I think they're going to win a lot more games than they won last year. But I don't think there's going to be... Um, you know, the days of Calvin Johnson are long gone. Like, there's not going to be a Calvin Johnson on that on that offense. It's not the way that the Lions are going to win. And I, I just don't, I don't see, I see there, these other guys are going to do better today. And that's what I look for, even in a dynasty startup, is I want points today. I don't want to wait and develop these guys and hope. It works great. It worked great for Devontae Adams, right? But that's, I mean, you're, you're chasing the wind at that point. You, you can never, you can't predict that. So I want to find great players in great positions. I'm going to go ahead and take Drake London now because I think he, again, just like Burks, um, I think he's got better immediate opportunity. Good pick. Uh, I'm sitting here at the 105. Garrett Wilson's still on the board. Chris Olave is still on the board and Jamison Williams. So I'm in a good spot. I feel like those are three really solid guys. I think, again, you're picking your favorite. Garrett Wilson on the Jets. Their offense just scares me with that O-line. I just feel like that offense isn't going to be super powerful still. Um, same thing kind of with the lions, you know, what Tony just said. And my favorite wide receiver out of this whole group was Chris Olave. So, Oh no, I'm going to go Chris Olave. (laughs) I'm going Chris Olave. I'm ready. Um, I'm ready to defend you, Corey. Go ahead. But you give your piece because I'm ready for Daniel to pounce. I'm on your side. I, I, I'm I think not going to pounce. I think he's, you don't know what these guys are yet. He's Cooper cup with deep ball speed. I, for me, I think he's just going to be productive. I don't think he's going to be flashy. I don't think he's going to, like, I'm I'm trying to, like, Cooper Cup isn't, like, a face of the NFL or anything, but he's the most productive player in the NFL, and I, I could see that for Chris Olave. You need a guy that's going to come in and get you 15 to 20 fantasy points every week. Whenever this Saints offense gets going, and I think they can, I think Jameis Win- James Winston can, you know, help these guys produce. I, I think he's going to be a, he's just going to gobble up the points for you. And I, for me, that's, that's just a no brainer there for me out of those three guys. Daniel, do you have anything to add? I mean, we need to stop with the Cooper cup, Chris Olave comparisons. The guy is T Y Hilton. Okay. Stop, dude. He's T Y Hilton. He is an exact replica of T Y Hilton. Which was good, by the way, for a long time. Andrew Luck made T.Y. Hilton. I think that Jameis Winston can make Olave. I hey, Jameis had he supported Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. That's so where, that's exactly where I was going to go. I, I think gotta be, we got to be careful, and and I agree. 
Daniel, that, okay, first of all, I think Cooper Cup is a face in the NFL right now. He's the best wide receiver in football, has been for a couple of years. And then, I mean, all without injury, we would have been talking about Cooper Cup being the best wide receiver in football for like three years in a row now. This you know, before, previous, before the Super Bowl win even happened. I mean, without this guy getting injured, he was absolutely dominant. And people talked about it, and then he got hurt, and so we all talked about somebody else. I think we forget some of that. I don't think it's fair to compare Olave to Cup. If you want to compare him to T.Y. Hilton, that's fine. But for the first four or five years of T.Y. Hilton's career, he was absolutely dominant also. And whether it was T.Y., whether it was Andrew Luck or T.Y. Hilton or whatever, I do believe that the, the soup is only made because of the pieces of the ingredients that are in it, right? And I think Olave could very well be completely dominant for three or four years. And then we'll see what happens after that. I like it, Corey. I had him one, one pick later, but I like it. I, I hope Michael Thomas is back for Chris Olave's sake. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. if he is, he could draw some coverage. Because if Chris Olave gets the number one corner on some teams, he's going to get dominated. And we talked pre-draft. I liked Chris Olave. Like, I, I told you guys he was probably the best route runner in this entire class. Um, and the Saints, oh, my God. I took a picture of what the Saints gave up because I was reading an article today. So, you know, pre-draft, they gave up. Um, a 23 first and a 24 second to move up into the first. And then while the draft was going on, they traded their first to move up and the 98th and 120th pick. So they gave up four draft picks, a first, second, third, and fourth to get Chris Olave. Wow. When it was all said and Smart done. Smart move. Smart move. That's Tyree kill trade. That's a bunch. That's a Tyree kill trade. I think so, I might rather have Olave than Tyree kill. Oh my God. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving on. (laughs) We can't recover from that one. (laughs) I'd say if I was sitting here at the one Oh six and I was a team that needed someone to, to contribute right now. And Garrett Wilson was still on the board. Just as how talented he is. I've just got to take him. I know Jamison Williams um, it is still there and I really like him, but there's the variable of the injury and, you know, dynasty wise, the thing with dynasty is you have to look ahead more than, you know, more than anything, you know, not just right now, but also right now is pretty important because it's about winning championships. And I know the jets scare me just like Corey said, um, but they, they're doing the right things. They had a good defensive draft and they've had a good couple drafts now and they've shown that they're going to support Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson I mean, the dude was super talented. If Zach Wilson was in this draft, he would have gone top five because there was no other quarterbacks that were even yeah. close to his talent level. And Zach Wilson is still really, really good. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I'm going to take his new number one wide receiver because I feel like, you know, I compared pre-draft Chris Olave to Justin Jefferson. Garrett Wilson is the Justin Jefferson of this draft, talent-wise. If anyone's going to soar above and be the number one rookie by the end of the year, talent-wise, Garrett Wilson might be your guy. So I'm I'm jumping up and down if I'm at the 1-6 and Garrett Wilson's still there. I have just saved by the draft board because if it works out and it's time-stamped perfect, if this continues, then I will have a perfect draft, and that's going to make me feel really good. Um, I had Olave and Wilson flip-flopped. I've seen, listen, I've seen a lot of drafts where Brees Hall went one and Wilson went 102. Seriously, yeah, no, it's... Yeah. And these it are like industry everywhere. drafts. Like I'm not talking about like backyard work league drafts. I mean, I'm yeah, the pros. I'm I'm able 
I'm very lucky because of work that I did with people long, long ago. I'm not pretending that I'm on par with some of these people, but I'm able to be on the inside and watch what they do. And I have to do it quietly, right? I have to have respect because I'm not actively involved in that scene, but I'm lucky to be able to be a fly on the wall in the room with big name players who are making these drafts. And I've seen, I've seen Wilson drafted 102. And it, For sure. And yeah, and it, it makes me sick because like you said, <laughs> I'm, I'm scared to death of the whole New York Jets situation, but it's happening and they're probably onto something. They know more than me. Uh, am I up? I'm next. You're up. Oh, 107. So see, here's where I start to feel some fatigue with these wide receivers. And I, I really want there to be another running back here, but there's just not one that I trust enough. My next favorite running back is going to be Pierce, but I still feel like it's just a little bit too early. Um, we've, we haven't done, we've got Watson and Williams. Those are the two wide receivers left staring me in the face. Uh, and Sky Moore with Kansas City. You know, the thing about Sky Moore, uh, let me pull his measure of something. 5'10", 195. I guess he's big for being a short frame. But the first thing that comes to my mind with Sky Moore is we're looking for another Tyreek Hill. We're looking to replace Tyreek Hill. Anytime I start to feel that way in my body, I just want to reject it. I just want to throw it up and get it out of my system because it's just not realistic. And it could. I don't even think Kansas City thinks that. Well, they've got to find something. If, if Kansas City doesn't think somebody is the next Tyreek Hill, then they're in a lot of trouble because the, they have fallen backwards in this division. They're gonna they're gonna replace him with depth. Juju is not the answer. I mean, they, no. they, they, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. And and so I don't think that they're even if Sky Moore is great, I don't think he's going to be a slam dunk. So I I knocked him down significantly. I'm going to go ahead and take, uh, I'm going to take Jamison Williams here because of the talent. So now I'm going to ignore the situation at this point and just take talent because I'm starting yep. to get fatigued. I, I'm not ready to take the running backs and we'll hope, you know, in, in the middle of in the middle of the draft here, you're kind of a contender anyway. So you don't need this guy to perform immediately. You just need to not miss this pick. So I'll take the talent and I'll take Williams. 100% agree with that pick. Love it. I like it too. <clears throat> Corey, what are you thinking? 108. Uh, 108, 108, 108. Uh, I'm looking at Sky Moore. I'm looking at James Cook at Buffalo. Daniel, you wanted the Bills to draft a running back. They did. I'm looking at Christian Watson at Green Bay. I just Bay. wish they would have drafted a bigger guy. James Cook, like, is the third down back. They spent five, a second rounder on him, though. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. They spent a second rounder. That's all I got to say. They, they have a plan for him if they but, do that. Well, I mean, Singletary's played so well. Like he, last year, he played well too. He's uh, Singletary's replacement. That's for sure. Yeah, that's what you think until Singletary. You know, we've thought he was replaced <laughs> a couple times, but yeah. Uh, you know, so if you, maybe if you're looking for a workhorse here, James Cook could be your guy. Uh, Christian Watson in Green Bay. Uh, Jahan Dotson at Washington. I'm probably just going to stay away from. I do like George Pickens with Pittsburgh. They've done well with rookie uh, wideouts. They've been productive. Yep. Kind of just based off what I just looked at, I think I'm going to go James Cook just because of the upside. I think you're rolling the dice with all these guys, but as a running back, um, I don't, it doesn't take a lot to be a bell cow in the NFL. You just have to be better than the guys behind you. So 
Um, I If you're looking for a number one running back and you want to roll the dice here, I think he's your best bet. So, yeah, give me James Cook. Woo. Well, Oof. I was about to say the exact same thing for my guy. Well, because I think it's because I think it's time. Go ahead. My pick here. Let's move on. I'll skip my commentary. But I will say when I drafted drafted by myself, I felt like I had to put James Cook in the episode. And so I have him at 211. That's where I put James Cook. 211. 211. I passed and passed now, and passed. And now, passed. I think Corey was a little too early, and that's definitely way too late. <laughs> Just based on draft capital and the Bills. Like, you're on this stellar offense with Josh Allen, and they, have, they haven't had a running back since they drafted Josh Allen. I mean, Zach Moss is just nothing. You know, he has proven to not be the guy that everyone thought he was going to be. And then Devin Singletary has been extremely underwhelming. If anything, this will be just a breath of fresh air, even if he's just a pass catcher. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, like I said, I I think they, they were already talking about putting him in the slot, like being a pass catching running back out of the backfield, but also creating playbook plays for him to to catch some balls which i I mean outside of stefan diggs who's getting a little older and then gabe davis who's still he's not really a superstar he's just kind of building you know outside of those guys they have just a few little smaller gadget guys and then james cook so we'll see he he could be great but my guy that i'm drafting here i feel like i may be taking a little too early sort of like Traylon burks but I'm taking Damian Pierce, running back out of Florida. Oh. Got drafted by the Houston Texans. Wait, and Damian Pierce? Oh, yes. God. So you're talking about a bell cow type running back. I mean, the guy's over 200 pounds, 5'10", out of Florida. Corey, I know you talked about him pre-draft, and I know you like him. The guy just didn't get enough opportunity at Florida. And he is really, really good. And you talk about a perfect placement. Um, He was taken with the 107th pick. Um, So not super high draft capital, but enough uh, to tell me that if this team, I mean, who does he have to compete with? That's the thing I want to look at. And the guy is built like a bell cow running back. Uh, You know, who is he going to compete with? Rex Burkhead? So you're talking about a guy with opportunity and skill. It's him. And, Corey, you said it. The running back position is just so valuable in fantasy football that I feel like the one nine for Damian Pierce uh, feels feels really really good right here. He's the one that just explodes through the hole, right? Like he's really quick. Yes, yes. I, I like him. Yeah, I, I don't I, like the Texans, but I like him. I sent you both I hate an email. The Texans. I sent you both an I email. Knew. I want you both to believe that I put Damian Pierce at 109 in my mock draft. So far, we are oh, perfect. Jesus. No, it's, it's gone. You've got the rest of my, you've got the whole rest of the draft. It's perfect. Let's go. I'm fucking pumped. But yeah, um, I hate the Texans landing spot, but I knew beforehand that they were going to take a running back like the Jets. We knew 100% the Jets and the Texans were going to leave this draft and probably the Bills with a running back. And. The more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, the opportunity is definitely there. So if the skill is there and the opportunity is there, as bad as the team is, they can make it happen somehow. So I'm just I'm pulling the flyer move at the one nine. We're at the point now in this draft where it's just basically like, let's see what these guys can do. So Damian Pierce is the guy. I love it. I really absolutely love it. And I feel like I'm going to go ahead and take uh, one of Corey's guys here. R. White. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm distracted. Richard White. 
I'm going to take him because of the upside. Now we're at the back half of the draft. These are contending teams that expect to win. They probably, hopefully, have their running backs locked up. White was a quarterback that Corey loved coming into the draft. He, he rated him in the top five when we didn't. Obviously, the league agreed with Corey. Did I, what did I say? Quarterback? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Obviously, the yeah, league. I, I had him top five. Oh, I see. Corey, did you have him in your list? Yeah, I thought he had white and white. Like, he had two back-to-backs. That was me. Oh, really? I had Rashad and Zamir. Okay. Well, I'll take Rashad. But I can't remember what no. Corey did. I thought it was Corey that had that. Anyway, irrelevant. No, nope, that was me. I like the future. The, the, the team is going to need... Uh, the team needs a running back right now. Ronald Jones is gone. Um, Keyshawn Vaughn isn't who we wanted him to be. Now, Lenny, you know, touchdown Lenny. Okay, that yeah. matters. What He's, about Fournette there? Right, right, right. If anything happens to Fournette, I, I'm going to say that White, I don't want to draft handcuffs, but White is one of the best handcuffs in the league right now. He's got the size. He's got the frame. He's got the ability. If anything happens to Fournette, White's going to step in to a team with, with receivers that demand the defense's respect, with a quarterback who knows how to manage the game, this kid will have all the potential in the world if anything bad happens. And if they just put him in two or three, I mean, he doesn't even need to be in every down. He doesn't have to be a workhorse to be productive. So I like, he's exciting to me, and I'm cautiously optimistic. He's not going to win you the league. We're at the 110. But if anything happens to Fournette, he absolutely will be. He would, if anything happened, if we knew coming into this draft right now that Leonard Fournette wasn't there, White would be the third third player taken. I believe that. Yeah, I mean, um, the guy had... I, real Go quick, I, I did pull up my rookie running back rankings and there were no Whites on my list. Oh, man, I thought you had both of them. Then it was Daniel. Tried to give you I'm credit looking, for that. I'm looking right at my rankings. Is that all you were going to say, Corey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rashad, Rashad White, 43 catches last year. And I think I mentioned when we were going through our rookie running back shows, that's a lot for a college running back, especially at Arizona State. You know, not a big school, but yeah, 210 over 100, or sorry, over 200 pounds. That's like Leonard Fournette. <laughs> and, um, I, I feel like if, like you said, if Leonard Fournette goes down, Rashad White is going to really excite the crowd. And once he starts like hurtling guys, I think everyone's going to be just lobbying for him to stay in. So it could be half the year that goes by. Leonard Fournette looks older than he is. Um, sometimes he just he he has those he plays where like you're he just was like forty whenever he got drafted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean the guy's had a full beard ever since he was twelve. But yeah, I I like that pick a lot, Corey or uh, Tony. Thank you, Corey. You're on the on the clock. One eleven. Um, my three my three wide receivers fell, so I still got Sky Moore, Christian Watson, and George Pickens. Yeah, you should be licking your chops right here. Yeah, yeah. So somebody roll the uh, random number generator. One, two, three. Who we got? I'm gonna take. Man, I, w- I went to the Chiefs wide receiver uh, depth chart here. I mean, you're looking at... Ugly. Yeah, you've got Sh- Smith-Schuster. Um, there's somebody else. Where'd it, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Nicole. Oh, oh, you've got two Nicole double Harvey. last names. You got Smith-Schuster, Valdez-Scantling. 
and Valdez Scantling. And then you got, yeah, you're the guy, other guys that drafted Hard, Hardman. Uh, Hardman matters, guys. Hardman matters. He's, he's growing yeah. into a role. Uh, maybe sucks. maybe he's they done. <laughs> maybe oh they God. see him as the next Tyreek. <laughs> um, so I Nicole think has shown nothing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Draft bus. So I believe there's opportunity there for Sky Moore. I think what I like, I think I like the pit wide receiver and George Pickens. I'm going to take Pickens, and the reason oh. being. The reason being is because Smith Schuster came out and popped when he was a rookie. Um, Claypool's come out and popped. I think they kind of, whenever they get these guys, they have a role for them. It's set. And I think it's designed for him to be productive right out of the gate. So I'm going to go ahead and take Pickens. I don't hate it. Pickens fell for me in my individual draft, but I think he fell too far looking back on it. Just like James Cook probably fell way too far in my mock too. Um, but I had Pickens behind David Bell, behind Pierce. I, I had Pickens too far back, and and Corey's right. You had Pickens behind David Bell. I did, and we can t- we'll talk about that soon, I'm sure. But Pitts- well, it's because it's because Bell's a Purdue guy. No, it wasn't. Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh has a way of fostering young wide receivers, and there's a gaping. They know how to hole. draft them. There's a gaping hole. I, I can see it happening. I could. What I, hole? Juju's gone. Like. What do you mean, what hole? Like they didn't even need him last year. They didn't need him, but that doesn't mean that they couldn't have used him. That doesn't. And then this guy looks a lot what like a, Juju, Deontay, and Claypool. Uh, and they drafted a really good tight end last year. And we'll we'll see. I I wouldn't be shocked. This, is a, this is a dynasty league, and we're talking about the second previous year's second place team. I'm okay with it. I don't think it's a terrible okay. decision. That's no, all. That's fine. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, well, I have one heck of a decision to make here then because I know Jahan Dotson's kind of been looked over, but it, to me, it's between Sky Moore and Christian Watson. And I think it should be. And I feel like because of draft capital and because Green Bay moved up in the draft to draft Christian Watson at 34, I'm taking Christian Watson here at the 112. I can't believe it took so long. I can't believe it took us. The so guy, long. the guy, six five, two hundred, and talk about a roster depleted of pass catchers. I mean, if you look at Green Bay, it's like Alan Lazard, and and then you start looking at other positions. Like, who else do they have? Oh, yeah, they've Aaron Jones. He catches the ball. Like, it's just not pretty in Green Bay, and they they really they realize that they missed out on the run early on wide receivers, and then regrouped day two. And then they traded up for the third pick overall on day two at number 34, Christian Watson. I know the small school guy, uh, but there's a ton of appeal. He had great talent, North Dakota State. I I love Christian Watson. Talk about the opportunity. I mean, I talked about Traylon Burks earlier with getting into a situation and getting opportunity right away. Christian Watson will have to perform if Aaron Rodgers is going to make anything of this season. So, um, yeah, Christian Watson, easy that's, pick for me at 112. That's probably my biggest bugaboo on him is, like, whenever I watched the film, he wasn't running the routes. And I feel like with a guy like Aaron Rodgers, he needs you to be where he needs you to be, you know. And if if you can't make that happen, um, I think you, you could see the targets fall off and see him fall down the depth chart. You're right. He doesn't have a lot of competition. Uh, I think there's there's definitely you know a place for him as a weapon you know as a Debo Samuel somebody out of the backfield but 
it's all going to come down to whether or not he can show up for Aaron Rodgers, and I think that's that's going to ultimately what it comes down to because my biggest knock on him was the route running just because he didn't run a bunch of routes. Yeah, and I, I feel like if you get some rapport with Aaron Rodgers, he will put the ball on you. You know, regardless of what route you're supposed to be running, if Aaron Rodgers knows where you're going to be, no one places the ball better than Aaron Rodgers in the NFL. So we'll see. They took him with a 34th pick. Devontae Adams was also a second-round pick, so could work and out. Devontae Adams sucked for two and a half solid years. Thank I mean, you. sucked. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So a whole, Christian Watson's going to suck. Just hang on to him. <laughs> right now, just really stick it out. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm in a position where I'm going to I'm going to take Sky Moore here because I feel like he's fallen too far and for the sake of this practice, I think yeah, we need to sure. I think we have to take him. I think Tony's at the 201. I think that Absolutely. at the 201 if he falls to this point, it's a speculative I mean it's a speculative pick. Michael Hardman was he not a first round pick his rookie year? I mean, I, second Miko was second. I, I don't, I really don't know what we're going to get here. I'm not, I don't, I'm not excited about this. The guy that I would take in real life, I think I'm going to take in three more picks. I think I'm going to go ahead and reach and go way down the board and take something crazy that right I would hear. No, no, no. I'm going to take sky more okay. here for the sake of the practice. Okay. All right. If, if okay. this was a live well, draft, don't say anything because we don't want to steal your guy. No, I won't be. If this was a, okay. a live draft, I would not be taking Sky Moore, and I'll leave it at that. We've said what we had to say about Sky Moore already, so I'll leave it there, and Corey, you're back up. Uh, I've got the 202. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do here. I mean, like we said, this is a doo-doo draft. Just doo-doo, <laughs> doo-doo class, trade out of all your picks, get some oh, picks Corey. next year. There's some, uh, good, there's some gems in here. Give me John Mechie. I like the Ooh, guy. Oh, I like that. Uh, give me John Mechie. I like the guy. He's an Man, Alabama guy. You surprised me right there. He played behind, you know, Jameson Williams. But listen, you got a quality wide receiver here. I wish, God, I wish the Colts had taken Mechie instead of Pierce. Because I'm pretty sure he was still on the board. I think Mechie, I think he's, people just looked over him. I just don't think he had the opportunity. I mean, you're talking injury. about. Like you said. Yeah, it, it's just a star set of team in Alabama. You know he's a good player. You know he was coached right. The guys, I think, can be an absolute stud, and he's not really competing with anybody in Houston. So give me Mechie. Uh, I'm waiting for Tony to update the board here. He just took off, but um, Mechie's off the board there. Yeah, I like that a lot. We talk about, you know, opportunity. They have Brandon Cooks. And I mean, who else do they have? Danny Amendola. They have a couple pass catching tight ends. Can you think of any other wide receivers on Houston? No, no. Yeah. So they did that to help out Davis Mills. Cause I think and they it, believe in him too. Yeah. I, Davis Mills. Yeah. Yeah. I, I view him like a Jared Goff. Like give him. Oh, the op- I think he's like, better than Jared Goff. Well, not in that sake, but like he, he played well, give him the opportunity, like build a team around him and see what you really have opposed to just moving on from him. You know, sure. um, there's no reason to rush it. Uh, I, you know, I think the Colts have shown, you know, it's better to, if you can build a team around, you can kind of plug and play at the quarterback position as long as you're doing it the right way. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah Tony, like we, need, we need to put Sky Moore at the 201 we and do? John Mechie at the 202. Yes, sir. 
All right. Um, well, it is back to me. Hey, and uh, Corey. Yeah, you're the one running your board, brother. Excuse me. Yeah, I've already got Sky Moore in at one. I'll put Mechie in the other one, but I think that's your. Oh, own. There, I just had to refresh. I just had to refresh. There we go. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, there's a few guys that I'm kind of leaning and leaning towards here with this pick, but I feel like there's a clear there's a clear winner here at the two three. Um, it's Jahan Dotson. You know, in Washington, there's Terry McLaurin, and there's a possibility that Jahan Dotson. You know, we've seen a lot of turnover at the wide receiver position here recently, and it's about contracts. And Terry McLaurin is one of those guys that's due up for the one of those next big contracts. And I feel like if there's anybody that has a reason or an excuse to be unhappy in the NFL, it's Terry McLaurin. Look at his quarterbacks ever since he's been in the NFL. They've all been absolute trash. And he is either going to want re-signed for a lot of money, which is deservingly so because he's super talented, or they're going to trade him away because that team is in kind of a constant rebuild. But I feel like Carson Wentz there is actually uh, an upgrade. And so I feel like he can support not only Terry McLaurin, but also a good slot receiver uh, because that team is missing a good, like underneath kind of Jarvis Landry type. He was my, you know, he was my comparison, Jarvis Landry um, slot guy that can make big plays. And Jahan Dotson is just a playmaker. We saw it at Penn state. Um, He's, he's as talented as you'd want him to be. And they took him in, they took him super early um, in the first round. So, I think uh, I think it's Jahan Dotson here as far as draft capital and opportunity. They're both there and talent. Whew. My boy made it through. So here's the reach. Here's the reach that I would have taken if I was actually on the clock. Don't say Pierce. I'm not going to say Pierce. Thank you. I don't even know how to say this guy's last name, but I'll tell you who he's playing with. Here are the other Out running here. backs on his team. Damian Williams, Quadri Allison, Cordarel, Cordero. Cord- oh, yeah. Cor- yeah. yeah, right. Tyler, Al- Tyler, Tyler Algier. I mean, we talked earlier about Damian Pierce potentially having free reign of the backfield. Here we are in the second round with a guy who could legitimately see 20 touches a game his rookie season. I'm taking him. I don't feel bad about they it. They just cut Mike Davis. They just cut Mike Davis. I think it was today or yesterday. I mean, it was yesterday. It was, it was really, really recently. Um, it's a reach. He's not going to be on your draft board at this point, guys, but... I, I think this is a swing for the fences move that in the hey, second we're in round, the mid second. Yeah, you hey, can swing like this. I would have done it at two oh one. In my real life draft, I'd be taking him in two oh one. I will once be taking, you get to the second round, I will you just start, I'll tell you you now, start shooting. I will take him at two oh one in my actual draft if nothing changes this time a week from now. I'm telling you that now. Yeah. He like you like you said, opportunity is is completely there. And that's not someone that we talked about pre draft. Um, but it was someone that was that was pretty talented. So even though he underwhelmed at the combine, ran a little bit slower than we thought he would. Um, he's out of BYU. He's big. He, he's really, he was, really big. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. huge. Um, I mean, 5'11", and I see here 220, but he, he's built not like, you know, uh, that's, that's basically Zeke Elliott, but he's not built like Zeke. He's built like he looks, he looks bigger than Zeke in stature. So... Yeah, he, he definitely has all the opportunity in the world because Corderell Patterson, Cordero, um, he's more of a wide receiver than anything. We all know that. 
So love it. Yeah. Patterson played well last year. It was really surprising. He did. He, right. did. he really did. I'm so excited about. Yeah. This yeah. Year. I mean, like if I'm Atlanta, like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like keep letting them play. But that's why we're For drafting sure. Algier here in the second round. Um, yep. I've got the 205. I'm going to take Trey McBride. I know, uh, Ooh, ah. I know Zach Ertz is in the way there, but I mean, Zach Ertz is on the tail end of his career. Um, he's had some injuries, he's been beat up. He's 31 years old. Kyler Murray needs weapons. Um, I think Daniel, he was your number one tight end, right? For sure. So yep. give me Trey McBride. I think, you know, tight ends, one of those investment positions, you give him a year or two, um, they can really blossom. And I think here in the second, you're getting the best tight end in the draft. You're getting a really good spot for a tight end. Um, I love this pick. I'm glad he's here. Trey McBride at the 205. Yep. He would have been queued up if this is a live draft <laughs> for me. Um, so this is really tough at my next pick. I, I, you know, like I was talking to Tony, you're in the second round. You just shoot from the hip and you shoot for upside. So I'm looking at guys with not only talent, opportunity, and upside. Um, I, I'll just tell you out loud, the, guy, the three guys that I'm thinking about are, you know, at the top of our list here, Isaiah Spiller. Um, I know he got drafted the what seems like the worst spot right now. Um, but not Austin Eckler's not going to last. Not, he's not, not going to last forever. Not the worst and spot. And the guy... Yeah, the guy's a playmaker. It's a great offense. If anything happens to Austin Eckler or they start phasing him out in the next couple of years because his body can't take the workload, Isaiah Spiller could be a very good running back here in a couple of years. David Bell with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. I mean, that's that's pretty exciting. Guy's a playmaker. Basically, Rondale Moore and David Bell were very, very close in everything <laughs> that they have to offer. But I'm actually going to take Alec Pierce here. Wow. Um, 6'3", 213, according to Sleeper here. Uh, the Colts selected him with their first draft pick of this draft. They have – I am not convinced that T.Y. Hilton is going to be back, by the way. Um, if he is, it's going to be for one more year, and I don't think he's going to be that involved. They drafted 16 tight ends, <laughs> and – <laughs> they have uh, one of the better up and coming young wide receivers in the league on the opposite side, Michael Pittman, but they, they need wide receiver help. And I don't think Matt Ryan is washed. So I think um, you, you bring, you bring a rookie and Matt Ryan is going to, is going to make him better. I'll say that um, looking at a rookie Julio Jones tape, Matt Ryan he he helped him burst onto the scene, and Julio was an absolute beast from the very beginning because of Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was very capable, and now he, he you know you look forward here. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's been an MVP of the league. I think Alec Pierce has all the opportunity in the world, and if he ends up being like Michael Pittman, oh my gosh, you have two six three behemoths on each side of the field, and uh, both pretty talented. I think he was kind of one of the ones that slipped under the radar when we did our rookie rankings. Definitely. Um, but, but a guy I kind of liked more and more as we, uh, as we kind of got later and later into this, but, uh, yeah, I like Alec Pierce's opportunity and talent here. Yeah. I, as a Colts fan, I've been talking to myself into this Alec Pierce pick. Like I think sure. Mechie, I'm pretty sure Mechie was still on the board at this time. And I don't know. I think 
real life, I, I probably would have picked Mechie too. Or like, I feel like the Colts need a route runner. Like, a, like I don't know. Michael Pittman feels more like a number two guy. Like, he's a really good wide receiver, but you need a guy who's just going to go out and carve out routes, and I just don't think Pierce is that guy. I, I think you, you just drafted another Michael Pittman. He's faster, um, which isn't a bad thing, but I don't know. It's just weird to me. I think there were other options, like, they could have went to, but I think Michael Pittman is going to surprise you this year, Corey. I think he's going to turn into the alpha X wide receiver for the Colts. I, and I, hope he, I, I, I view hope Michael does. Pittman as a dominant alpha. I think he needed, I honestly, I think we look back at as a Colts fan. So I'm going to step aside for a second, but the biggest knocks that we had against Carson Wentz, we would, we would come into the office together and we would shit talk the place where he threw it right over Michael Pittman's head when he was wide open, uncontested, I mean, that's not going to happen with the technician of Matt Ryan. Like, that's just not going to happen. If it does happen, then Matt Ryan is washed, and we got him too late, and we are hosed because we were wrong. But that's not who Matt Ryan is. Matt Ryan's a far more accurate deep ball passer. He doesn't throw a lot of deep balls, but he's way more accurate at it. And I think the, the thing about these stat lines that's so deceiving is it takes, like, three deep balls to connect, and all of a sudden, Michael Pittman's a fucking superstar. I mean, we're talking about three to five passes here. We're not talking about 20, right? I mean, it's just a couple, every couple of games. That, that's what makes the difference. I don't know how many times the Colts could have won a football game had it not been for not getting the ball to the playmaker. I do believe Michael Pittman's a playmaker. I like having this Pierce kid. He's big boy, and he's going to distract some safeties. He's going to keep some corners at bay. I like the idea of having him out there on the field. And anything else you guys want to want to say about him? No. Nope. Okay, I'll take Isaiah Spiller. I think he's fallen too far. Yep. A lot of the things yep. that we've talked about before. Um, I had said, who did I call the best handcuff in the league? White. Spiller is, I, I take back what I said. Spiller's the best handcuff in the league. We've seen this before with the Chargers, where Austin Eckler, I remember a couple of years of Austin Eckler, people were drafting him high, and I didn't get it because the production wasn't there. And then all of a sudden, one day, boom, lightning in a bottle. Eckler has arrived. Who? I don't know, was it Melvin Gordon? In front of Eckler, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, and then the second that Gordon was gone, Eckler arrived. He missed six games in that season, and Eckler showed them why they didn't need Melvin Gordon anymore. <laughs> so I'll take Spiller. He's a big-bodied guy. If anything does, as the same same conversation. I'm not banking on an injury here, but God forbid something happens to Eckler. He's been hurt recently. If if he can't get healthy, Spiller is immediately valuable. If he can get healthy. I hope he can for his own sake and for everybody who has Austin Elkler on their, on their fantasy teams. I hope for that sake too, but um, Spiller will have value. And so I'll take him in the middle of the second round. I want to take Tyreon Davis price, (laughs) San Francisco 49ers, because I mean, any of these guys out of San Francisco can be productive. So you know, if you're looking for a guy to plug in while you're number one on a buy, plug in Mr. Davis Price here. You know, he's going to get some balls. <laughs> Price is. Tavon Tyron Tyreon Davis Price. Okay. <laughs> Everything that happened before this is gone, and it never happened, 
And so you're all going to wonder. We're going to have like, <laughs> we're going to have like five or 600 people be like, why are you laughing about? Well, you're never going to fucking know what we're laughing about because we're not going to tell you. Okay. Some things are for us and some things are for you. This one, uh, this joke is an inside joke. And the only way you can get on the inside is to be on the Huddle Up podcast. Okay. Or there's one other way you can know about why we're laughing. It's the only, only other one way. way you can know. The only other way you can know is to subscribe to Corey at DJ Silk on Twitch. And then you will see everything that happens as it happens, right? No undos, no repeats, no go backsies. Okay. But instead, fuck you guys. You're not following him on Twitch. So follow him on Twitch so you can find out what we're laughing about. Okay? Corey, anything uh, else to add to your pick? No, solid guy. Big frame. Real fast. San Francisco 49ers. Anybody's a weapon. Daniel, you're on the clock. So solid. Okay. Um, you got to watch out for your people, guys. That's all there is to it. You yeah, watch out for, for sure. People. I'm I'm going to uh, go a little off script here on this one. We've only had one tight end picked and no quarterbacks picked. And I feel like this is a dynasty rookie draft. And there's only one quarterback that had the draft capital, the talent, and the perfect opportunity as far as a team in this entire draft and that is Kenny Pickett um, I feel like when you're in the late second here in a one quarterback league you know sometimes some of those great quarterbacks get taken like back of the first early second but we've waited far too long here at the 2-9 to draft Kenny Pickett um, who will jump into this opportunity replace Mitchell Trubisky probably within half of the year and uh, maybe become like the offensive rookie of the year if uh, if he gets enough opportunity here because um, I think he's going to uh, do great things in Pittsburgh and be the quarterback of the future there. Yeah, I don't hate it at all. I struggled in my in my standalone mock. I really wanted to put him in there, but I just could, I just didn't get him in. And I totally agree with what you're saying. He's the only quarterback with first round pedigree. If it was a Super flex league, he's the only quarterback I would suggest you draft in the first round. Uh, this is a unique year for quarterbacks. So, yeah, but everything you said is valid. I'm going to go ahead and move on real quick, and I'm going to go ahead and take David Bell here. You had mentioned uh, you had mentioned it before, Daniel. The name is Deshaun Watson. David Bell with Deshaun Watson, that changes some things. And if it's not going to be this year, it will be next year, right? Deshaun Watson will be back. He will play football. This is not a political thing. We don't, we don't really need to talk about it. We talked about Deshaun Watson enough. If you haven't heard it before, we're not going to bring it up again. The man will play football again. And when he does, David Bell will be there to catch the football. As long as he's healthy, which he had problems at Purdue being healthy. But as long as he is healthy and is on the field, I mean, he has a real opportunity Again, we keep saying this, it's getting exhausting, but this is the way of these rookie drafts is once you get later in the draft, you start swinging for the fences. I'll go ahead and take my swing here, and let's hope it's a home run. Yep, for sure. I mean, worst case scenario, he's a wide receiver too, right? Yep. All right, Corey, who's your last pick here at 211? Oh, this is easy. Then do it. Who we got? We're going to go 
Oh, hold on one second here. Let me take a look here. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, there he is. There he is. Tyler Batty, Baltimore Ravens. Oh. Okay. Tyler Batty. The Baltimore Ravens have no running backs. They're all old. They all suck. Dude, J.K. Uh, Dobbins. Dobbins is not old and does not suck. And Gus Edwards isn't old either. Eh, Gus Edwards is washed. Gus Edwards kind of um, sucks. Yeah, Gus Edwards sucks. Yeah, he's, you're talking about J.K. Dobbins, okay? He's a guy out of Ohio State. Um, you got to go Tyler Batty here. He's such a bad boy. He's a baddie. Listen, all these guys enough. fucking suck. This is horrible. Drafted 196. They don't all suck. This is yeah, horrible. I, I don't think he's big enough. 5'8", 195. That's not big know. enough. That's not big we'll enough. We'll see. As, as a Ravens fan, I'm not very excited about this pick. Yeah, that's not big I'll enough. tell you that. Um, but with the last pick here of the night, because we're only doing two rounds, correct? Correct. Um, I am going with a guy that I really liked pre-draft and that has all the opportunity in the world past this season. And that is, he's a running back. Zamir White. Woo! Las Vegas Raiders. They said the day before draft night that they are not picking up Josh Jacobs' fifth-year option. Okay. That's huge. So Josh Jacobs will be a free agent. This actually after is, this year. This is actually big news. Like did, you, you're bringing up a good point. The man is six feet tall, 215 pounds. He he looks like a and, running back, and they're not picking and up, very good. And they're not picking up their running backs option. No, so you're and right. The guy was out yeah, of Georgia, right. absolute stud. Like he was my number four. We talked about the whites, Rashad White. Zamir White was the one ahead of Rashad White, and he was a top ten national recruit. Had Really, really good stats. Um, I, I loved him in, in, at Georgia. Had a killer combine, you know, tied for first in the broad jump. Super athletic. I really like uh, Zamir White going to Las Vegas. I think um, at the post-John Gruden era has started. And so you could pencil in Zamir White. Not this year, but it's a good guy to draft for Dynasty. If you're sitting at the back of the second round, um, we're talking about a guy with super upside and to be their starter this guy could creep into the mid second uh, by the end of, you know, uh, the draft process. But I think he's really good surefire pick here at the back of the second. Why not? I, okay. Past what pick Corey would you trade out? Like if you were sitting in the first round and you had pick X, what do you think that's the borderline of like, I want to make a pick versus trade out of this draft entirely. Hey. Eight. Eight. Okay. I was thinking like around six, seven. Yeah. I'm, so with I'm, Daniel. Like, yeah. I'm with Daniel. I think it's six or seven. I don't, I think it's well, actually I, earlier than that. Really? I think you go to one and trade out. Like if well, you get, no. I think it's six for me. It's six looking at the board. Now that we're done. I think for me, it's six, maybe and, three, like three. You're like, okay. Uh, I don't know what to do. Well, you look at our, me out of, but you look at out our, of here are three, four and five. And it's really whatever player you like best. Right. Exactly. So, so you don't know what to do. So you say, hey, I'll give you 103. You give me next year's first and your next year's second. Let's, let's be done with it. What I'm gathering from these uh, mock drafts is what's the difference between the 1-2 and the 1-7? Very, very, very little. Very little. Yeah. 
that's what I'm gathering. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Because I'm really strongly considering if I could kick that first down the road. What is this? Corey? Is that you? Yeah. Is that you? What? Me what? What does that sound? What are you talking about?